if it's three to six months but anything beyond that it becomes almost what we call idle money so to speak um it, with your emergency fund what type of should we have that in a cash savings account should we put that in an investing account what should we be doing with our emergency fund yeah the mistake that many people make is they think Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy, Peter, and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jack. How are you today? Yeah, Peter, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I always say uh, we are finally in the summer season, so I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the sun. I'm enjoying finally getting some raw vitamin D. <laughs> so yeah, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm I'm equally well, bro. I'm equally well. Looking forward to enjoying the weather a bit. I know we we play football together, but we've been on a bit of a break because the football pitch is being refurbished. So they're gonna be finishing up soon. So looking forward to going back out there and playing some football, man. Um, as we're aging, um, we still get to pe- behave like young people. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm so young, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, it's true, man. Uh, but listen, today uh, we're going to get um, into it. But before we do that, we are going to give a shout out to our listeners, wherever you are. We appreciate you always supporting us, man. So thank you as well. Um, today, Jax, we're going to be touching on um, the emergency fund. You know, we all, when, we, when we walk through the process of building wealth um we we walk through a process right um, and one of them of course involves paying down debt reducing your expenses maximizing or increasing your income having a spending plan otherwise known as a budget but in and around those stages is building the so-called emergency fund um so we let's get into that today today we're going to be discussing what is an emergency fund? Um, how much do I need for my emergency fund? Because that's always another question that tends to change depending on who's talking and educating as well. So first of all, Jax, um, let's kick off with what is what is an emergency fund? Yeah, so emergency fund has become very prominent in the personal finance world. Uh, many people speak of it as part of the journey and everybody should have what we call an emergency fund. Um, but to cut a long story short, an emergency fund is essentially a, a kind of a cash reserve, an amount of money stacked away for emergencies, hence the term emergency fund. Now, people call it different things. Uh, emergency fund is what's most popular. Uh, some people call it a cash reserve. Some people call it rainy day money. Some people call it a contingency fund. But to cut a long story short, an emergency fund is essentially an amount of money saved purely for emergencies only. And let's just uh, get straight to uh, to the change. When we say emergency, because some people define emergency as different things. Right? So right now I'm chilling where I am right now. Um, if, I don't know, my friends call me and say, hey, man, let's go to this restaurant. We want to eat at, I don't know, steak and lobsters or whatever. Um, and I don't really have no cash or anything, but I want to go dip into my emergency fund. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know, but that feels like an emergency to me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Eating good food is always an emergency. No. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, that is most definitely not an emergency. Um, an emergency is those things that um, you have not, obviously, you can't pick it up on a budget. You can't pick it up on a budget. So, for example, when we talk about, um, you know, eating out, for example, um, that you've just spoken about, that should be in your budget. You should have money there to have fun with and to enjoy, and that should be in your budget. Um, but emergencies are things like your car breaking down. 
mm. your car breaking down um you didn't see it happening um maybe you're, you know you've got uh, you've just messed up your wheels that, that happened to me just last week in fact mm. both my wheels on my car had to be replaced and my my lights had to be replaced as well mm. so for the first time in such a long time well in first time ever my car actually failed is a multi oh wow yeah that's annoying but yeah okay there you go there you go and and again that's that was an emergency so i had to dip into my emergency fund yeah (laughs) Yeah. so that's what emergency is yeah no absolutely and i like what you said actually you said things that you 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 know you can't see happen. you didn't you wasn't able to put into your budget your spending plan you can't plan for it however although you can't see happening you know that at some point around the corner whether it's next week whether it's tomorrow whether it's next year an emergency is coming because that's just life exactly exactly we call it rainy day money it rains yeah. you know you can't always tell what the weather you know uh, but you know it's going to rain at some point Absolutely. <laughs> especially especially if you're from the uk <laughs> exactly and the emergency fund is essentially having your raincoat or your umbrella when that emergency or when it does start to rain brilliant um and then the question is Jax, you know that you that follows that okay so we know an emergency fund and hopefully our listeners are in agreement that we should all have or be working to an emergency fund if we don't have one how much money should i have in my emergency fund yeah so you find um a lot of the education and and what financial gurus or whatever you want to call them say uh will say uh three to six months worth of your um, expenses so again, that, that also shows that you should know your expenses. Um, wherever that is, times that by three um, or six to get the three months or the six months, and that should be saved for emergencies only. And the reason why they say this is because one of the biggest emergencies, um, apart from your car breaking down, is actually when you lose your your main source of income. So when you lose your main source of income um, and you can't provide for your necessities, you want to be able to have this emergency. Uh, fund in place to come and take that, that role um, and to cover you and it normally takes the average person around three to six months to um, get let's say a, a new job for example and that's why we use that that as a proxy for um, how much you should have in your in your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. But, I love that because um, it's not actually just um, individuals businesses have to have um, you know a reserves policy right um, I've, I've spent a lot of years um working in the charity sector and uh it's a rule of thumb um that you well not a rule of thumb you have to have um a form of a charity reserves policy and generally they sort of aim anything between three to nine months so it's not just individuals exactly exactly and even businesses and banking you know our banks are required to have a cash reserve a capital requirement so yeah that's what emergency funds are um and and that's why they're, they're needed and that's how much you're supposed to save according to um, kind of a standard rule of thumb. Um, I think it's important to understand that um, rule of thumbs are there to guide us, mm. um, but personal finance is exactly that. It is personal. Yeah. So um, we do have to tailor it to our personal circumstances. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that's three to six months of expenses, not necessarily three to six months of your take-home or net pay. Exactly, exactly. Expenses is the standard rule of thumb. Some people extend it to salary. Mm. I guess it's more about how comfortable you want to be. Mm. So even if, again, if you look at the situation where you lost your primary source of income, um, if you're still having an emergency that can cover your whole salary, that not just covers your necessities, but it also covers your, your lifestyle. Mm. Um, so 
um, that's why some people say salary, but yeah. generally speaking, a rule of thumb is is your necessities. Your yeah. Brilliant. And so, you know, the, the general thing is, yeah, three to six months um, of your expenses. Uh, where does this start to not become a gray area, but where does it, because we always say, you know, this is personal to your journey. Where, what considerations do people need to take and where does things start to tailor per individual? Yeah, I mean, because everyone's situation is very much different. Um, so, you know, some people are just differently emotionally and the, the, the way they like to be, to feel secure. You know, some people feel much more secure having, let's say, nine months for, mm. for an emergency or even 12 months. And I think and I think to some extent that's OK. I think what's really important, though, is to understand why. <laughs> so understand that you're doing it for emotions only. Um, so because we, we talk about um, the opportunity cost of saving starts to get high when you're saving too much and inflation is high. So ultimately, you want to, your, your money to start working for you once you have a, a decent amount saved for an emergency. So there is a, an amount, you know, where you get to where it's like, you know, you should actually be thinking much more about um, asset accumulation mm. rather than um, just saving just to feel comfortable. Um, so we, we say that, but we also notice that people's circumstances are different. Some people are in, in partnerships. So some people are, are married or, or some people have dependencies, you know, things are different. So, for example, those that are married also have someone that can potentially, if an emergency took place, again, the major one is you losing your job, then the other person can cover you to an, for, for, for a specific, specific period of time. Mm. So maybe you don't need the six months or nine months. Maybe you only need three months. Mm. So, you know, you can say, okay, because there's two of us, um, if six months is a proxy, then we just do three months each. Mm. So I, I, I say that to say everyone's circumstance is different. Um, we do have rule of arms, but there are to guide us. And I would also encourage people to maybe speak to a, a financial coach or financial advisor or someone who might be a bit more experienced to help you understand your current situation. Um, you can actually assess your own net worth. And when we talk about your net worth, we can assess your, um, your income, your expenditure, your assets, your liabilities. Um, it could be that you may have more liquidity, and that's a key word, you may have more liquidity than you actually think, mm. right? Um, I actually know some people that have a very, very, very small emergency fund mm. because they know they have the ability to command debt when they, they, they need it. Mm. Now, that is not what we preach here at World Finance, but there are some people that, that are so sophisticated, and I think that's a key word, they're sophisticated investors. They're very knowledgeable that they can actually command debt and use the debt as their emergency fund mm. um, for a very short space of time. But that is specifically because of their own situation. Hmm. That's not for the average person, you know? So yeah, it really comes down to people really understanding their personal circumstances. And if you're just starting off, then the rule of thumbs are pretty good. Hmm. And, and, you know, we, we speak about <clears throat> having, you know, if it's three to six months, but anything beyond that, it becomes almost what we call idle money, so to speak. Um, it, with your emergency fund, what type of, should we have that in a cash savings account? Should we put that in an investing account? What should we be doing with our emergency fund? Yeah. The mistake that many people make is they think that they can still invest this emergency fund, mm. um, but that's the opposite of what you want to be doing, right? You, you don't want to take a, a level of risk and that's a keyword again you don't take risk with uh, emergency money now 
some might say, okay, if I'm not taking risk and I'm keeping my emergency fund in cash, it's actually losing its value mm. to, to inflation. And that's true. Mm. It absolutely is true. But that's not its purpose. Its purpose is there to serve as, a, as for liquidity purposes. And that's why it's there. It's not there to earn a return. Um, the excess money that you get is what's there to be used to um, earn a return, whether it's from interest, dividends, capital appreciation, etc. Love it, love it, love it. So we, 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 depending on our situation, we all need to work out what is our number that we're trying to aim to so we can get to that and then move on to the next stage, which is actually getting our money working for us. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, you have to assess yourself holistically. Um, you know, have you got a partner? Have you got a business? Mm. So you might have like a side hustle, a business that also generates income, Um you know, and, and it actually has some cash there. And that can be a form of emergency fund, even though it's in a totally different pot. Um, you can consider that. I wouldn't suggest it, but you can consider that. But I would suggest if you have different entities, if you have different uh, businesses, the cash in there should be served as an emergency for that business. Yeah. yeah for you yeah. yourself. But again, I would say all these things comes down to how sophisticated you are. Mm. Um, but generally speaking, most people are not sophisticated mm. and those people that are not should really use the rule of thumbs as a very good guideline because it works. Love it. Oh, brilliant. And just on the other side, what's the downturn or the consequence? Every action has a consequence, right? What's the consequence of us not being proactive and quickly trying to build that emergency fund if we don't have one? Uh, what's the consequence of not doing it? is uh, when emergency happens, you still have to fund that, that emergency, right? And as you can probably guess, the number one way people would do that is to take out debt. Yeah. Uh, take out debt that you wouldn't have taken. And because it's an emergency, you don't have a choice um, as to even, you know, accepting the, the interest that's been charged. Now you might be charged with an interest that's completely abysmal, mm-hmm. but because you have absolutely no choice but to get that emergency out of place, you then have to use that debt. You have to fall into that captivity of, of that debt. And that's what happens to many, many, many people. Hmm. No, that's deep, man. That's really deep. No, I'm fully hearing that, Jackson. That's been useful for just touching on, on the topic of, you know, how much emergency funds do I need? Um, thanks for that, Jax. Um, before I let you go, do you have anything else to add? I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's important to understand personal finance as a journey. And understand that you, we always need some form of safety. Um, and, you, and I also said that you hear a lot of opinions when it comes to personal finance. But what's really important is that you have to understand that personal finance is personal. You have to find what works for you. You have to understand what works for you and understand that someone's opinion might be solely based on their experience and their expertise. And also understand that there are rule of thumbs for a reason and they usually work. And so if you're just starting off, maybe use the rule of thumb. And as you become more sophisticated, you can jig things around. But you also find most people don't anyway. Mm, no, I love it. Now, thanks for that, Jax, man. Let's all keep educating ourselves, seeking more knowledge in this space, being proactive. And hopefully for our listeners, man, um, it's been useful for you, wherever you are on your journey as well. Um, and on, on that, Jax, before we actually um, wrap up, um, for those that have maybe progressed past the stage of building their um, emergency fund, they you know have savings, they have assets, they have money in, 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 in various different assets, um, but their emergency fund might be eroding due to inflation and stuff. What can you know those individuals be thinking about right now? In terms of um, their Actually, savings? 
Yeah, and I guess in terms of just their emergency fund, should they just leave it? Are they could? Is there anything they need to consider, or yeah. it's okay for it to just be there forever, basically? Yeah, I think I think if you're you're lucky enough to have information about what's likely to happen soon, mm-hmm. um, I think what you can do is always adjust what I like to call your asset allocation, just, mm-hmm. just your personal finances, to be more safe. And so I would actually encourage people to actually increase their emergency funds yeah. during this current um, situation. So. You know, when we find that we can go into a recession, we can experience more rainy days. So we're going into that season. That's where you got to see it. We're going into that season where it may be raining much more than other seasons. Hmm. Um, it's important to have a very quality umbrella ready for that season. Not those umbrellas that the wind blows and it breaks straight away. <laughs> oh, those are nine umbrellas. Those you know. are no one-pound dollars. You want to have a very solid, big umbrella that can, you know, when it rain even falls, it sounds nice. That's it. <laughs> that <know>? is it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I can encourage people that you know, if if you can, if you have the opportunity to do so, you can increase the amount of money you have in your emergency fund when you know that rainy days are likely to come ahead. And if they don't, um, then you can readjust again and go back into assets. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Jax. It's been a pleasure. Listen, we're gonna give a shout out to where we're getting listeners in um, new places new locations or just locations we've not given a shout out where we have dedicated listeners before um, and today we're going to give a shout out to a city in hungary called tatabanya tatabanya come on come That's on it. come on just even yeah. the emphasis of how i said it i know i pronounced it correctly <laughs> yeah um <laughs> never heard of the, the, the city before but um welcome to walk finance uh, my name is Jax. i'm here with my co-host peter we are the founders of walk finance essentially walk finance is actually first and foremost a community interest company which means it's a social enterprise that we created to serve um, young people and provide financial education and guidance when it comes to personal finances. But we also have this podcast where we share ideas and talk about personal finance. We talk about so many different things and that's for everybody. So I hope you are enjoying it. I hope you're gaining tons of value. And if you want to know more and learn more, you can also join our Patreon, which is in the link below. Brilliant, man. Give another shout out to all of our listeners over there in Tatabanya. And all up to our listeners all over the world, man. Keep supporting us. We're very grateful. Keep doing what you're doing and being you and all of that good stuff. I remember all. Stay woke.